0: Welcome to the Senior Story Hour, where we share poems, stories, and observations of life written by the Franklin Senior Center Writers Group. I'm Peter Jay. Join us now as we share and enjoy musings and moments as told by the authors themselves. And so let's meet today's writers.
1: Hello, I'm Sue Wade. Hello, I'm William Wiley.
2: Hello, I'm Clarice Cargill.
3: Hello, I'm Gail Alcaris. Hello, I'm Carol Belcher. Hello, I'm Kathy Salzberg.
4: Hello, I'm Joe Ewald. Hello, I'm Faith Flaherty.
5: Hello, I'm Shirley Mills.
0: Thank you all for coming. This month, our theme, Tis the Season. We're going to be spending the entire month spreading Yuletide Festivities and Joy. And we'll do that through all of the wonderful writings that you'll hear today. So thanks for joining us. And with me today, Sue Wade. Sue, nice to see you again.
6: Nice to be back with you, Peter. And we have some very wonderful stories to tell, and we'll start off with Shirley Mills.
5: My Christmas story. It was the night before Christmas, and all through the house, not a creature was stirring, not even the dog, cat, or mouse. Mommy and Daddy were downstairs putting the last of the cookies and milk together for Santa. They were even fixing treats for all of Santa's reindeer. When they heard a loud noise on the roof, they ran off to bed, but not before checking on Sadie and Matthew to be sure they were still asleep in their beds. They did not want to spoil the surprise of the little man in red. The next morning was bright and sunny, a perfect Christmas day to open all of their presents. Sadie was hoping for a dolly with a baby buggy. Matthew wanted a train set with lots of cars, a conductor, and a big engine in red that went toot toot. Mommy wanted a new winter coat. Daddy, a new pair of boots. Everybody was so happy when they got what they wanted. Then it was time for pancakes for breakfast. Everybody's favorite breakfast food. Dinner was to be much later, a big feast with lots of family. It was going to be a long day for everyone. By the time everyone left after dinner, Mommy and Daddy couldn't wait to get the children to bed. They were so tired, they went to bed right after they put the children to bed as well. I want to wish everyone a safe and happy holiday. Shirley Mill.
4: Our next author is Faith Flaherty. The Mench on the Bench partners with the Elf on the Shelf. Today... I woke up to being squashed between two big books on the bookshelf. My name is Elf, and every morning I wake up in a different location. It's a hard life, but an important one. All Advent, I keep an eye on the children until Christmas. It is the Elf's job to report to Santa Claus how the children are behaving. And with this family of 008, baby Dominic is a new addition this year, This family of nine children, I am kept very busy. Yikes! Hannah is shoving a chocolate in the baby's mouth. Phew! Abraham to the rescue. He's the oldest and the most responsible of the children. Last night, the children set up the creche, and Abraham hid the baby Jesus until Christmas. Jesus wasn't born until Christmas, so he's not to be put in the crib until then. Mary and Catherine are setting up the menorah, Tonight, Dad will light the first candle commemorating the rededication of the temple in Jerusalem at the time of the Maccabean Revolt. It is interesting to observe this family celebrate both Christmas and Hanukkah. Dad is Jewish and Mom is Catholic. Both religious traditions are observed in this family. It's a beautiful thing. Oh no, Simon is making Judith and Aaron cry. He's a bit of a bully. But when Patrick comes to help Judith and Aaron... Simon backs off. Now they all run off to supper. Whatever happened, it's over and forgotten. The supper consists of potato latkes, which is a family favorite. I also saw Mom working on a bouche de Noël, so I know what's for dessert. I just love this time of year. It's the first night of Hanukkah, so Dad will light the first candle. Each child usually gets a little present for each day, but this year... I don't have a clue what it is, and no one's more observant than I. Hmm, there is only one present under the tree. It could just possibly be one family present, like the year the first Hanukkah gift was a toboggan for the family. But this one's small. Maybe it's a new dreidel, but there's nothing wrong with the old one. Everyone loves playing with it. I can't wait for sundown and the first candle is lit. The children are all excited. Now the beautiful blessing is being prayed. Dad lights the shamash and uses it to light the first candle. I love it! The children look so angelic and happy. Did I tell you I love this stuff? Ah, it's that little present under the Christmas tree. It's... it's what? A funny teddy bear? He's wearing a prayer shawl, a beard, a soft black fedora, and a big, big, big smile. He's a mensch. The children love him. Dad explains that a mensch is joining with me. We will work as a team. Now I won't be overworked and stressed. I have a mensch, and he's winking at me. I don't know what the kids think, but you know what I think? I think Santa has given me an early Christmas present. He's given me a helper. Together, Mensch and I have this family covered. Merry Christmas and Happy Hanukkah.
0: I love that. I love the uh, reading as well. Great emphasis.
4: It just so happens that the two calendars, the Jewish calendar and the Advent calendar, just coincide on December 2nd. The liturgical year of Advent starts, and also the Jewish calendar starts in Hanukkah.
7: Excellent.
0: So who's up next, Sue?
4: Okay. Next,
6: we have a story from Joe Ewald.
7: Hi, my name is Joe Ewald, and my story is called The Spirit of Christmas. When Christmas comes around this time of year, some people tend to say I'm not in the Christmas spirit or I don't seem to be in the holiday mood. I myself, some years, have experienced the same feeling. Then, a couple of years ago, when I started to attend church more, often I began to understand the meaning of Christmas. First, the word Christ is within the word Christmas, which means it is a celebration of the birthday of Jesus. Second, we have three kings of Orion delivering gifts to Jesus. To me, it meant the spirit of giving because that was all they had In the TV show, A Charlie Brown Christmas, Charlie Brown did not understand the meaning of Christmas until Linus told him at the end of the show that it was all about the birthday of Jesus. In the story, A Christmas Carol, Ebenezer Scrooge finally got the message when he saw that no one cared if he lived or died and that Tiny Tim would not make it because of his lack of giving. Everybody, I think, would feel better this time of year if they just started to simplify things. Stop being so concerned about the hustle and bustle of the season, and remember and realize that it is the birth of Jesus and that it is a magical season for children, which sometimes we all forget we were once one. To have the Spirit is to give and to put a smile on somebody's face. On Christmas Eve, try to go outside and find the brightest star. Stop then and try to imagine a long time ago Christ was born beneath such a star. In conclusion, I wish all the listeners out there to have a true Merry Christmas in the celebration of giving and caring and try to remember to open our hearts to everyone. Merry Christmas. To everyone, and to everyone, a good night. I love that. Thank you.
6: Our next reader is Kathy Salzberg.
8: And this is a takeoff on the night before Christmas, and this is based on my career as a dog groomer. Twas the day before Christmas, we were full beyond reason. The groomers were pleading, Oh, please, no more squeeze-ins. The stockings were hung by the counter with care in hopes that some big tippers soon would be there. The poochers were waiting, all snug in their crates. The staffers were stressing. They were running late. And I in my uniform, shears in my hand, was clipping and scissoring to beat the band. When out in the front room arose such a clatter, I sprang from my table to see what was the matter. To my appointment book, I flew like a flash tore open the cover, it dropped with a crash. They were running and playing, all covered with snow, glowing with luster as they dashed to and fro. For what I beheld shocked me out of my noodle, a man dressed in red with eight tiny French poodles. A chubby old guy, he was lively and quick. I knew in a moment it must be Saint Nick. More rapid than eagles, his pooches they came. He whistled and shouted and called them by name. Now Tasha, now Fifi, now Muffin and Willie. On candy, on brandy, on Peppy and Lily. To the back of the shop, to the crates by the wall. Now dash away, dash away, dash away all. As dry leaves before the wild hurricane fly, when they meet with an obstacle, mount to the sky. So up to the tables, those poodles they flew, disrupting the groomers and customers, too. And then in a twinkling, I heard barking and crying. The groomers were screaming. Their tools, they were flying. As I drew in my head and was turning around, through the back room, St. Nicholas came with a bound. He was dressed all in fur, from his head to his foot, and his poodles, like him, were all covered with soot his eyes slightly bloodshot, his cheeks red as berries, his breast 90 proof, and his nose like a cherry. His words slightly slurred, mouth drawn up in a bow, and the beard on his chin full of ashes and snow. The stump of a stogie clenched tight in his teeth. In the smoke, it encircled his head like a wreath. He had a broad face and a round little belly, that shook when he laughed like a bowl full of jelly. But I said, look here, sir, you've got to be joking. You have no appointment, and this shop is no smoking. He winked and he smiled. His eyes, they were glistening. As I choked on his smoke, I knew he wasn't listening. (laughs) I tried to explain, but he just wouldn't hear it. Oh, come now, he quipped. Where's your Christmas spirit? I've no time to chat, girl. You'd best get to work. As I watched him retreat, I felt just like a jerk. He shot me a look, both superior and flirty. I'll see you tonight. I'll be back at 5.30." Away to his sleigh, which was blocking the lot. With eight reindeer in tandem, he left like a shot. But I heard him exclaim as he drove out of sight, give me the group discount. I'll see you tonight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, we fluffed and we finished those eight little nippers. He came two hours late. He did not even tip us. So you'll have to excuse me at our gala meetings as you joyfully offer your warm season's greetings. My answer may shock as I wave back and call. Merry Christmas, my foot, and bah humbug to all. But when I get home and I'm snug in my bed, I'll nod off with a smile for the man with the sled. Okay, he did make me feel like a stooge. Tomorrow is Christmas and I am no Scrooge. So if you spot eight poodles, well coiffed and be ribboned, I hope that my crankiness can be forgiven. I guess even Santa can act like a jerk. But those pooches looked great and I'm proud of our work. A groomer at Christmas is much like an elf, but it fills me with joy in spite of myself. So I'll take back that humbug, so unworthy of me, and know I am blessed by the clients that love me. So to four foots and two foots, the large and the small, to our pets and their peeps, Merry Christmas to all. <laughs> when you're
0: describing too. Santa Claus, that with his breath <laughs> naughty that proof was. and his stogie hanging out, I can hear his voice now. Hi, I'm Stanley. You got a problem with that?
6: (laughs) (laughs) That was great.
9: really was.
7: That was fun.
9: Our Uh, next uh, reader uh, is Carol Belcher. My piece is titled, The Doll. It was almost Christmas. One more week to wait. I had asked my mother, Mom, do you think Santa Claus will bring me a Shirley Temple doll? I'll talk to him about it, she said. All that week before the big day, I dreamed and daydreamed about the doll. She was my fondest wish. Christmas morning finally arrived. We had to eat breakfast before we could see our presents. My brother Maynard and I ate as fast as we could. My little brother Marshall was only a year old and it certainly felt like he was taking his time, though Mum was feeding him. Dad said, guess what? We'll be visiting all of your cousins this afternoon. That'll be fun, won't it? Dad had five brothers in the area and I had seven girl cousins. Five of them were my age and two were younger. This visiting thing never made my brother Maynard very enthusiastic as there were only three boys and they were all younger than he. I agreed it would be fun. Mom finally finished with Marshall and she ushered us into the front room where the trees stood. I was looking really hard to see the right size package for my doll. It wasn't there. Mom handed us each a Christmas stocking, actually one of Dad's. They always contained an orange in the toe, some hard candies, and a jar of green olives. While I was looking into my stocking, I kept sneaking glances at the tree. Mum handed a wrapped gift to Maynard. He opened it and found three big little books, and he was pleased. My gift was rolled up in red paper. I opened it and found Shirley Temple paper dolls. I took them with me and went to my room. I just couldn't believe that Santa had my request all wrong. I thought I had been a pretty good girl all year. Finally, I returned to the front room and asked Mum for a pair of scissors. Do you like your gift, Mum asked. Yes, I do, I said. I sat on the day bed cutting out clothes for the paper dolls. After lunch, we piled into the old Ford and started our holiday visits. Uncle Ken was first on dad's list. My cousins Marilyn and Beverly proudly showed me their beautiful dolls. Where's yours, they asked. I left my Shirley Temple at home, I said. Second was Uncle Fred. There my cousins Lois and Ruth showed off their precious dolls. Third was Uncle Bob. All boys at his house, so I wasn't embarrassed there. Our fourth uncle was Ralph. Barbara and Rosemary introduced me to their special dolls and finally as it was getting dark we stopped at Uncle Gerald's and sure enough Mary Ann had a Shirley Temple doll. Did you get one? I just love it she said. My Shirley Temple gift is home I said. I was darned if I would tell any of them I had paper dolls. No, no. We got home, had a light supper crackers, and milk, and we kids went off to bed. Later on, because I couldn't sleep, I kept thinking, I really don't like Christmas. I really don't. Okay.
6: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. The doll never showed up.
3: I thought it was going to be in the tree So yeah, no, I thought we were going to have a happy
7: ending there. Yeah,
3: no, I was waiting for another something at the end.
0: <laughs> and no, we're still waiting for the I, doll. <laughs> actually,
9: my daughter gave me a doll about 10 years ago. Oh. Oh. Not the one that was popular at the right, time, right. but it was Shirley Temple. Shirley Temple. Oh, nice. She didn't
3: know the difference.
6: Our next reader is Gail Alcarus.
3: A Christmas Story. "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the house, all the creatures were stirring except for the mouse. He'd had his Christmas feast a night, few nights earlier when he got into the garage and found the pills I dropped from the pharmacy and later couldn't find with the junk that's in there. But he'd found my blood thinner tablets, and now he's exsanguinated.'" The baths were all finished, the nails were trimmed, the hair was shampooed, ouch, and the new clothes laid out for the morning. We only had our traditional Bible reading to do before bedtime. The children all sat around me, and as I with the Bible in hand found St. Luke's description of the nativity. As I recounted the story, the children listened, and then my youngest piped up, "Mom, Why wouldn't that innkeeper give a room to baby Jesus? Well, I replied, he didn't know that it was baby Jesus. And when Joseph told the man who said he had no room in the inn, Joseph said, but I paid a deposit, and you said you'd hold a room for me. Ah, you're Joseph, said the innkeeper. You see, it's like this. It was getting late, and yours was the only one still unfilled room. And when that man asked for a room, I told him there was only one left and there was a deposit on it. He handed me two fistfuls of money and said, that will repay the deposit and pay for me and give you plenty left over. And here, here's a bottle of the finest wine in all of Jerusalem to cheer your heart. When I looked at my hand, he had given me 30 pieces of silver. I couldn't give it back but here's a bottle of the best wine in all of Jerusalem to cheer you up. Joseph looked at him in stunned amazement. What would he do now? A man standing beside Joseph and looking like he was a carpenter too, with a tall build and strong muscles from lifting the heavy boards and lumber fingers from picking up nails from the floor, said to him, See that road you've been on? Follow that till you're out of sight of the rooming house and the road diverges. Follow the animal tracks until you see the ruins of King David's palace. Walk around to the back and you'll see an entrance. It's kept clean and neat by the neighbors as the arrivals are in it, and it would be clear even for a family. By the looks of your wife, you'll have a family by morning. So enjoy the privacy and the wine. As Joseph helped Mary get back on the donkey, he said, "I'm so tired I could sleep standing here." Mary said, "Let's sing a song." Joseph's voice rang out, de jante, No, no no. The of la montagna, We found our own chalet." Mary said to herself, "Joseph, tonight you'll find a city on a hill, a royal city, the kingdom of God." right then mary shouted there it is it's king david's palace and you can say your son was born in a palace the real descendant of king david the donkey brayed and charged in as joseph helped him get to calm down for the night and fed and wanted mary put out a little supper and then said it's about eight o'clock why don't you get some sleep joseph put out blankets for both of them and then like men everywhere The minute his head hit the hay, he was fast asleep. At midnight, he woke up saying, what is that noise? Years later, he would remember the story of how the animals could talk at midnight on Christmas Eve. He looked at Mary, who was kneeling beside the manger in Adarangian. He joined her in in awe and said to himself in amazement, you are my God. Mama, Mama, do you hear that? My daughter interrupted. I did. It was somebody playing Jingle Bells on the Jingle Bells. And a deep voice called out, Ho, 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 Merry Christmas. The group ran to the window. It's Santa. He's coming here. Mama and Dad, put out the lights. Get in your chair. Pretend to be asleep. And away they all flew like the down on the thistle. But I heard them exclaim as they dove out of sight, Merry Christmas to all. And to all, a good night.
6: Very good. Our next story is from Clarice Cargill,
2: And the title of my reading is Christmas Visitors. We were expecting them at the hour of four. There they were, standing at our front door. Opening the door widely, we welcomed them in. Ever so quickly, They grouped together and began to sing. Sweet heavenly music filled the air. With clear, strong voices, hymns of joy cascaded throughout the house. We who were listening were deeply moved. The music stirred a strange thought in our minds. Was it possible? Could it be true? Was it just imagination, or was that small, smiling child an angel visiting us? Tears came to our eyes as we watched and listened, loving the music, loving the message, loving those who were visiting us. Our hearts were singing, lifted from our everyday worries and cares, and thankful for all of the angels who came and brought us joy and peace and love, a special blessing in this season of hope.
6: Nicely done.
1: Yes. <clears throat> that
6: was good. And our next reader is Bill Wiley.
1: I usually do a poem, but this is a, this is a kind of re- remembrance of uh, Christmas past. My memories of Christmas past. I have fond memories as a little kid growing up in the 1950s. I come from a large family. My older brother, Bobby. My next older brother, Arthur my next older sister, Susan, then me, then my younger sister, Donna, and my younger brother, Philip. Five of us in all, not to mention a stillborn sister, Nancy Jean. My Aunt Wanda and Uncle Edgar would come up from Connecticut with their two children, Debbie and David. So this was the gang we had at at Christmas for years. Plus my, my grandma, Mary, and grandpa, Albert, would come up for Christmas. I also remember many dogs in our house, Rusty, a red setter, and and Ralph, the dog, two great dogs we had for years. Presents would pile up around the tree. I remember Grandpa handing out quarters to the kids. We kids loved getting money from him. Wrapping paper would fly everywhere, room full of paper. It was a wonderful time. We used to have some nice Thanksgiving dinners at my brother Arthur's house when he, when he lived in the area. Many happy memories were made. It was a great time. I remember them well. I was starting to get into photography slowly. When digital came around, I was hooked for good. We have lots of photos and slides to remember these times. Only three of us left nowadays, me, my younger sister, Donna, and my older brother, Arthur. We keep in contact on Facebook now. I still live in the family house now, all by myself. I have two good lady friends that keep me happy and a big cat named Ikea. Good times in my mind last forever.
6: Very good. And now I'm sharing one of my Childhood memories of the season. It's titled Up North. Christmas meant a trip to Maine. Two days before Christmas, the salmon colored Ford station wagon was loaded with suitcases and presents. We were woken up around 3 a.m. and climbed into the back of the wagon with pillows and blankets. Looking out the back window at street lights and then stars as we left the city to travel north. Falling back to sleep to the whispers of our parents as they kept each other awake. Stopping at the New Hampshire border before we took the main turnpike, using the restrooms along with all the other bleary-eyed travelers, there was snow on the ground now, and it was very much colder. Back in the car for the long ride on the main turnpike, watched to see if we could see moose, deer, or bears. Even though the bears were hibernating, we still looked for them. Off the turnpike into the small back roads, past the massive piles of logs warned of the paper mill ahead. I never understood how making something as clean as paper could smell so bad. The pungent smell was one of the worst I had ever smelled. Well past the pike, we took a right onto Main Street, down to the grocery store. We had arrived into the parking lot near the back door. We raced up the stairs into the shed. I love that drafty, cold, old shed. We could ride bikes, play tag, jump rope, and the adults knew that we were safe and away from all the cars in the parking lot. There were stacks of wood for the stove and shelves crammed full of jars my grandmother put up for the winter. The smells coming from the kitchen drew us into the apartment. Fresh baked pastries smelled of cinnamon, sugar, spices, bacon, and eggs. We were seated and fed till we could eat no more. I walked down the street to my cousin's house so we could play the day in the barn. She had a section of the loft set up as a playhouse with her dolls and tea sets. After a day of play, we walked back to my grandmother's, stopping inside the grocery store to see my uncle, back upstairs to eat fresh-made meat pies and desserts, singing around the piano. I wish I knew what happened to it. There were so many rolls that we could load into the piano and pump with our feet to make it play. Music of the 30s and 40s sounded as everyone sang then up the stairs to bed in the very cold bedrooms. The heat from the kitchens did not reach up there. Snuggled under heavy quilts and blankets, we slept ready for Christmas. That morning, we visited with my aunts and uncles in the town and a few of my parents' friends. When we came back to grandmother's, I was sent to bed for a nap because I was old enough to go to midnight mass with the adults. My brother and sister were sleeping when I was woken to get ready. The tree trimmed the only light downstairs. The crackling of logs in the stove added to the magical feel of the day. We walked to the church that was down the street. It was dark and I went with my cousin up to the stairs to the choir loft by flashlight. The music started softly as the priest entered with one candle. Slowly the church was alight with candles. Mass was long, but magical. As we left the church, it had started to snow, so we needed to walk home in knee-deep snow. The convent and school were lit. I always marveled at the four-room school. Back upstairs to eat, there was all kinds of food. We sang and laughed as the adults enjoyed their Christmas. Morning came and the younger children hurried to find what Santa had brought for them. Games played and more food. The four older cousins found a charming corner to talk and celebrate. All the others played with their new toys. It was early to bed, and believe me, I was glad for it. We knew we would be taking our long car ride home in the morning. I almost miss those long trips. They were something special. So, in the spirit of the season, Merry Christmas to all.
0: I also went to a small school which had only four classrooms as well. First and second grade. Yep. Third and fourth, and so on. Right. Yep. And today I'm going to wrap up with a short story, an observation more than anything. As of this date, there are X number of shopping days till Christmas. That relentless retail countdown creeps into our collective consciousness before Thanksgiving. Odd how that first flush of Christmas decor can seem anachronistic. It's out of place in early November, right next to the Halloween clearance items at 70% off. But such is retail, and money marches on. Ho, ho, uh, ho. (laughs) (laughs) Mentally, most of us are not quite there yet. For folks who work in advertising, the holiday season might actually surface as early as August when they've wrapped up the back-to-school items. Which season begins when? The solstice? The Saturnalia? That's December 21st. The Germanic Yule? Same thing. The eight nights of Hanukkah are marked by the Jewish calendar. The Greek Orthodox Epiphany is much later than the New Year. What's common to all? Joy. At other times of the year, joy is a most elusive form of happiness that pervades during the holidays. The season, every one of them, is about joy. Quiet, simple, pure, personal, joy. It's also about peace. At some point, peace and joy will find you. That's when your season begins.
6: Well done, yeah. Yeah, a lot
0: of good stories. So, Sue, we've made it through another round.
6: We have, we have, and it is the season. I think everybody is getting ready for their holiday season, and I wish all my writers very Merry Christmas.
0: And with that, a Happy New Year. Thank you all for bringing your stories and joining us today. If you would like to participate in Story Hour, just call the Senior Center at 508-520-4945. For all of our writers
3: I'm Sue Wade I'm William Wiley I'm Clarice Cargill. I'm Gail Alcaris I'm
8: Carol Belcher I'm Kathy Salzberg I'm Joe Ewald I'm Faith Flaherty
5: I'm Charlie Mills
0: Thanks for being with us here on Senior Story Hour and sharing in today's stories. For all of our writers, I'm Peter Jay. Remember, be they laced with gravity, levity, wisdom or whimsy the meaningful experiences of life become a little larger when you share them when you just take a moment to commit pen to paper and just write
1: happy holidays